Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss? Episode 123. Hey, Richers, this is Hayut. And as always, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Before I introduce our guest today, I recommend you to download my new free guide, Five Actionable Tips to Adopt Today, The Daily Routine of Successful Entrepreneurs. You will find it on the richermiss.com homepage or on the show notes of this episode on the website. And now, let me introduce my successful, fantastic guest today, Melissa Smith. Melissa Smith is a marketing expert, author, writer, public speaker, and technology innovator. Having worked with more than 300 companies across technology, health and medical, professional services, manufacturing, transport and logistics, finance, and sustainable industries. Melissa has a well-established reputation as an experienced marketing professional with 28 years of experience. As the founder and managing director of Marketing Eye, she has taken the company from startup to a multi-million dollar enterprise with offices in Australia and the US. Melissa is the founder of Robotic Marketer, an innovative modern and AI-based technology that develops and consists of marketing workshops and extensive strategies. Melissa is also the editor-in-chief of Marketing Eye magazine, a quarterly magazine that covers marketing, entrepreneurship, travel, health, and well-being. Melissa Smith, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. And I just shared what you've done with my listeners. And I would like to ask you to share with us, what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Awesome. Well, that's a great question. I'm one of those people that is very, very passionate about a lot of things. <laughs> right now and how I've spent most of my day today is with one of my little startups called Robotic Marketer. Uh-huh. Um, about four years ago, um, I decided to invent this robot to help clients optimize their marketing departments. And um, today I found out that a company is buying 10,000 marketing strategies from us over wow. the next 12 months. So as you can imagine, I'm super excited Sure. Um, but also a little exhausted at the thought uh, because as you... <laughs> but you must tell me, what is this robotic marketing? Yeah, it, it's a AI and software robotics um, program that writes marketing strategies without a human. So what would normally take a marketing manager, you know, two or three weeks or even longer to do market research and competitor analysis and come up with a marketing strategy, literally takes the software 28 minutes. 
So um, it's a pretty awesome piece of technology. It's the first in the world. Um, and it's, you know, the uptake of this software has been enormous. Did you program it? Did you just write it? Did you invent it? <laughs> What? It, it sounds so exciting. And I don't, of course, I'm a marketer. I'm a strategy person. I can't yeah. believe it works. I know we, that we have to put all our efforts, but I know the technology can work. Yeah, definitely. I um, had this amazing experience of running uh, my company, Marketing Eye, for the past 15 years. Yeah. And what's been most interesting about that journey is the fact that so many marketers come and work for us and they have so much enthusiasm and so much excitement about marketing. But when they go down to the nuts and bolts of marketing, they get a bit, you know, frazzled. To say the least. Um, marketing strategies are not that easy to write. And right. what happens typically, I'm sure in your experience over the years, marketers tend to be strong in two or three different areas of marketing, but it's very hard for them to be strong across the entire marketing mix. Right. And what we found was, you know, marketers were leaving us within the first three months of working for us because they just couldn't write a marketing strategy. And it's so much part of the role here at Marketing Eye, okay. that it became a huge problem. We had a huge staff turnover and we couldn't guarantee that the same quality marketing strategies were going out to every client. Oh. So I thought, this is a real problem. This is something I absolutely need to solve. And so I literally sat down for two weeks and wrote how a marketing, um, auto, an automated marketing robot would actually work. Um, and how it would develop marketing strategies without a human. And I passed that on to a development team and we developed the technology. Wow. Um, and today it's live, so it's pretty fantastic. When did you launch it, the new uh, software? Um, it's not officially launched because we have been beta testing it, believe it or not, for the last 12 months. Okay. And in that time, we've really gained um, a lot of attraction from really large corporations who have said, you know, we want to try that technology. We want to be early adopters. We mm. want to be part of that journey. And so from there, it's just, you know, gone so fast with the number of companies that have come on board. You know, as I said, 10,000 in 12 months. I don't know too many companies it's doing incredible. that. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. But however, I must ask you, It seems like the perfect tool for entrepreneurs. Can entrepreneurs afford it or can they work with such a thing? Definitely. You know, I suppose in your experience, what would you say a marketing strategy would cost a company? Oh, when I did marketing strategy, it costed quite a lot. A few thousand dollars. Or even a few ten thousand dollars. <laughs> it definitely does. It, it, you know... Normally, a marketing strategy, well, a quality one, would be over $10,000. Yeah. And so what we look to do is the fact that we're using technology and we can obviously do them a lot faster and more efficiently than if a human was doing it, um, we're selling them for $1,950. Now, it's a 40-page plus comprehensive marketing strategy that is aligned to your business goals. It has every area of marketing that your company would need to do to achieve those goals. So it's a very high quality blueprint for the marketing activations you need to do over a 12-month period. 
and it's affordable to everyone. So, you know, when we open it up to the broader market, it the uptake will be very high, I would imagine. Wow. Do entrepreneurs can use it? Do they have enough experience and knowledge to put what the software needs in order to prepare a good marketing strategy? So what we have is a workshop line, which has a marketing manager at the other end um, and in which our robot is actually learning from that marketing manager at the same time. So really over the next couple of years, there'll always be a human involved in the data input. Yeah. Um, so because it is very much garbage in, garbage out, hmm. if you don't put effort into what you put into the technology, you can't expect the technology to you know, produce something of a high quality. Is that allowing you today with this person that will be involved to work with, to need less people to do the marketing strategy and to focus only on those who really know how to do that and they are working with the software? I'm asking whether you are working with that as well in your organization. Do I use robotic marketer and technology in general? Yes. For your own agency? So what the strategy actually allows us to do is um, go to market faster for clients. Now, to write a marketing strategy usually takes, you know, weeks or months to achieve. Yeah. Um, with the technology, it's 28 minutes. So wow. what happens is with our agency, our, we do a marketing workshop and in 28 minutes after the workshop, the output is a marketing strategy. And literally, we can you know, set up the next day and start implementing that strategy, which is really quite powerful for companies, particularly, as you know, most companies come and knock on your door and ask for marketing when it's too late or, you know, when they needed it yesterday. So <laughs> Definitely. Well, of course, of course. Yeah. I do that myself when I'm the client. <laughs> yeah, <Sure>. So <laughs> from that perspective, you know, it actually helps us be a better agency. It helps us retain our staff. It helps us give a better quality product to our client that's consistent. And it helps our clients connect more with their customers in a more meaningful way. So who are your customers today? Is it still only big organizations or are you uh, actually approaching everyone? So our clients today are small to medium-sized businesses, but okay. I would define that with um, a 2 million revenue to 200 million revenue. Makes sense. Um, and they largely they don't have marketing departments, so they're looking to outsource their marketing department. They're not looking to increase the headcount internally. Okay. Um, they know that just a marketing manager is not going to be enough for their company. Um, they need someone who's good at PR. They need someone who's good at content. They need someone who's good at graphic design and web and digital. And with our model as an outsourced marketing department, they're actually able to achieve that. Um, so our company's actually grown a lot faster and, and in a lot smarter way, actually, um, than it could have ever done before because we have technology that actually powers that. So actually, you became from a marketing agency CEO or manager and business owner to an entrepreneur, isn't it? Inventing a new technology. Yeah. So my journey is quite interesting. I was in a global position for a technology company at 25 years of age. Okay. And I got tapped on the shoulder by a big corporation who said, you're 25 years of age, Melissa. You're good enough to be in this position. How about you start your own company? Oh. And I'll give you your first account. 
And mm. so I started an agency called Insomnia, which still exists today, um, but it's a typical ad agency. And, you know, five years later, I was nearing a big milestone being my 30th birthday. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm 30 soon. Um, I'm going to need to be getting married and having children. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do about that? And basically, I came up with the concept of Marketing Eye so that I could build a company that didn't rely on me personally being the brand. So smart. Yeah. And you'll notice with a lot of agencies, the smaller boutique style agencies, the owner really is important to the business. And if they got hit by a right. bus, the business would actually close. Oh. So, yeah. Oops. <laughs> um but big thing about um, Marketing Eye is if something happened to me or if I stopped working in the business, it would not affect the business at all. And I was able to wow. build that because I looked at the business a lot differently. I created a situation where people were engaged with the brand, so rather than individuals within the company. Yeah. And, you know, it's allowed us a global brand in outsourced marketing departments. So that's been really important to us in our journey. And from that learnings of, you know, 15 years of writing marketing strategies, um, we were able to create machine learning for the technology. So a problem which existed in Marketing Eye became our solution for Marketing Eye, but also it became our most successful company. Sure. So you are an entrepreneur and I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listens to us regarding their customer focus or their customer's approach? Because as I told you before, this podcast is all about customers because we found out that most entrepreneurs are only focusing on the customer in their heads and not on the real customer that will pay them the money. And that's why I'm asking you, what is your advice to them? So I suppose um, for any entrepreneur, it's really important to understand what is the purpose of your business and what does the market actually need? So many people start businesses without actually understanding whether there is a need in the market for that business or for that solution. So the very first thing is really you know, get to know your customers or your potential customers before you even open your doors because that could really determine whether you're successful or a failure. Um, oh. Secondly, customers um, have a life cycle and they change and you need to be able to change fast with that. Hmm. Um, quite often what happens is a company becomes successful early on and then the market changes and they don't change fast enough with it and they become obsolete. So I think right. that's a, another great lesson that I've seen over the years. So many businesses closing their doors in the first five years and they always say it's because of money, but is it really because of money or is it because they've not really invested heavily enough in the customer and the customer experience and understanding what the customer actually wants and needs? That's um, definitely right. Yeah, and that's extremely important. Um, also, making sure that you put the customer first. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about putting your employees first and if you treat employees well, they'll treat their clients well. I don't know if that's actually true. Hmm. I love so much that you're saying that. I really love so much. Of course, 
it's uh, you must treat your employees very well and any person as well absolutely I really love you saying that so so please go on with that yeah definitely um, so you know you could have um, an employee that you treat extremely well but they've got problems at home or they've got they're disillusioned with their life or they're not where they thought they should be, which has nothing to do with your business. And, you know, a customer rings up and they might be snappy to the customer or they might be disinterested or they might not get back to the customer. So at the end of the day, your business only survives if you have customers and that you look after them and they have a great experience. And those customers having great experiences will not only come back to you, but they'll also recommend you. And that's the easiest way to get new clients. That's fantastic. I love that. You've got some huge successes and just started to talk about it. But before that, I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey or your work as marketer the most or almost the most, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I've had lots of failures. <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> definitely. And I definitely try to not make that same mistake twice. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're human, so sometimes we do. But I think, you know, our biggest failure, um, and it's a failure that I would say would affect all consulting firms, is the ability to communicate to your customer value. So if you're an, a marketing agency or if you're a legal firm or an accounting firm, it's very hard to communicate value to the client because they actually really don't know what you're doing on a minute-to-minute basis. Right. Um, and all they see is a result. And sometimes in marketing, it takes time to get results. Or right. The results aren't as visible in the first instance as they may be if you're doing a, a lead generation campaign, for instance. So um, being able to communicate value to a client um, has always been an issue in our business and, and making sure that that is, you know, front and centre in how we communicate to the client is really, really important. I need a story. I want a true story. You don't have to say names, of course, but I need some story that you um, actually had to manage with the failure. Um, I would say definitely, um, you know, we had a, a client who was spending a lot of money with us, you know, just yeah. in consulting fees, more than $20,000 a month. Oh, and we were doing, you know, building websites and, re, you know, rebranding the company and, you know, doing annual reports and, you know, doing new stationery, doing brochures. And whilst we were doing all of these things, we weren't communicating enough with the customer. We weren't hmm. explaining what we're doing and taking them on the journey. Instead, we hmm. were working, you know, in an isolated environment where it was the client over there and where we were here. And hmm. that actually doesn't work because the client feels neglected. The client feels like no one's talking to them. The client feels like they're not part of the process. And if you don't take the customer on that journey, particularly in a professional services industry, um, they're going to feel left out. They're going to feel like you're neglecting them. They're going to feel that they're not being heard. 
And sometimes they just need to be heard and you just need to listen. And as marketers, the best thing you could ever learn is to listen. Oh, definitely. Just talked about it with uh, one of the interviewees yesterday that I can't, uh, I mean, myself as well as any other person, but especially marketers, we can always listen much better. Definitely. I think marketers in general um, are almost brought up or, or brought to believe that they should be broadcasters. <laughs> um, so they broadcast information, but they don't sit back and listen. And if you sit back and listen to your customer, you'll be far more successful than if you didn't. Sure. Sure. That's true. And I love this story. I love your story and I love the example. Now I want, would like to ask you about success. Can you tell me a story of your greatest, most significant, or one of the most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers? Yeah, I suppose when we look at, you know, that 10,000 marketing strategies or um, just looking at robotic marketer as, as a company, it was built to solve a problem. And that problem ultimately was to do with the customer. Were we giving a high-quality marketing strategy 100% of the time to our customers before we had Robotic Marketer? Hmm. The answer is no, because humans have errors and humans, you know, have inconsistencies. Humans do typos. You know, all these basic things. Humans may be getting bored when they're doing competitor analysis, so they stop. Hmm. And so I think the biggest success for me in business has been right now where I know that we're going to deliver 10,000 marketing strategies and we've already delivered 1,000, by the way, in the last few months. Wow. Um, Wow. That the quality, the lowest mark we've ever got for one of those marketing strategies is an 8 out of 10. Oh, that's, that's incredible. It's incredible. It really is. Having been in marketing for so long and had feedback from customers and encouraged feedback from customers, sure. I know that that is a very high you know, benchmark for us to be sitting at. Wow. And I think that that success with Robotic Marketer is really about the customer. They're getting a much better quality um, blueprint on how to be successful themselves. Um, it's, you know, arriving in their inbox faster than it would be in any normal situation. It's more cost-effective than, you know, what we were charging prior to that, which was $25,000 for the same strategy. Um, And it has a higher likelihood of being successful because as marketers, I can only write a marketing strategy based on the research that I have available to me. And usually it's via Google, as you know. Um, Also my own past experiences. What have I experienced as a marketer or seen as a marketer that is going to be able to be beneficial to the marketing strategy that I'm actually writing. And that's right. That really is all that I have to write a marketing strategy with and my knowledge of marketing and the inconsistencies that can occur with, with basing everything on my knowledge is, is quite high, but also the depth of the marketing strategy and the accuracy and the ability to predict success yeah. is just not there. So what this, the strategies do, um, use, you know, coming from Robotic Marketer, is they learn from past strategies. They learn 
from strategies that have been successful or components of a strategy that have been successful. And it adapts the strategy that it's writing in, in that point of time to be as successful as it possibly can be based on past experiences or, or machine learning from you know, thousands of other marketing strategies. And I think that's really unique. It is. So the big success that you're seeing is being able to uh, sell it to 10,000 customers or the fact that the software and the robotic product is giving such a good result? I think that the product's giving such a good result and a better result than I could. I've got 28 years experience in marketing. Wow. So significant. Not as significant as yours. Oh, um, but... you're very close. <laughs> we have, you're very close. And I thought you were much, much younger, but okay. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, you're way too kind. So I've got 28 years experience in marketing and you know, the fact that I now can produce a strategy better than I could actually write. Um, and, you know, for a marketer, I've written a lot. I've written over 300 marketing strategies myself. Wow. And that's significant. I think that's quite phenomenal. And I think for me, that satisfaction in knowing that, you know, every single customer that does business with Robotic Marketer is getting a product that's better than I can do is quite significant. It's a huge success. It's a huge win for us. Just fantastic. I would like to ask you to recommend the best or most effective technological, although you can't <laughs> recommend, uh, you can, you can choose whatever you want, technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing or sales. But yeah. I'm not looking. Yeah, so I'm not going to recommend Robotic Marketer today. I just want to add that I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list, but something that you are using that really helps you, or you can also refer to your clients, but really helps to succeed. Yeah, I think um, for sure, Adobe's Experience Cloud, um, you know, we've all grown up with Adobe um, from a marketing department perspective. And to see that company acquire companies that really are complementary to the customer experience has been really quite significant. It's been a game changer for our industry and one of the industry's biggest success stories. The Adobe's Experience Cloud is really interesting because it, it marries creative with marketing automation and CRM and really brings it all together. And I think they have by far been able to seamlessly integrate multiple technologies to create the best possible customer experience, more so than any other player in the market today. And I think that's why their market cap has gone through the roof. And we're now all excited about Adobe again, which I think, you know, five or 10 years ago, it, it lost its... I'm so happy you're saying that because you know, I interviewed more than 100, uh, 120 guests yeah. in this show, and nobody said Adobe. A lot of them said even email and LinkedIn and, uh, of course, HubSpot. And, but nobody said Adobe. And it is strange because a few years ago, I mean, 15 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, Adobe was almost everything that we use. Absolutely. Mm. And then it went out of flavor and then all these other technologies came in. But in the last five years, Adobe's come back and, you know, I think it's worth $5 billion, it's a $5 billion company or maybe more than that. And it really has 
developed a suite of products that integrate so seamlessly and it makes being a marketer so much easier than ever before. And it's all centered around the customer experience. So it's not centered around just sales per se, it's, it's about experience. And at the end of the day, that's what sells. Fantastic. And now, you know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really made it for them. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? Um, I think I've been fortunate enough to have mentors that surround me. Um, hmm. And I have a gentleman by the name of Jack Cowan, who is my mentor, and he really has invested a lot of time in helping me develop, but also being able to challenge me on a regular basis and make me think differently. I think having that investment from a person that you look up to has been really instrumental in helping me wow. become more successful. And even from early on in my career, I always surrounded myself with people that were much smarter than me, much better mm. than me, you know, really strong entrepreneurs or really strong marketers that I could look up to and learn from and, you know, have challenged me. And if you don't get challenged as an entrepreneur, it's really difficult to excel. And it's really difficult to reach the heights that you could potentially achieve. And so I think that's been a really critical factor. Also thinking outside the box um, and not worrying too much what everyone else is doing. So, so many mm. people in business are so worried about their competitors or so worried about <laughs> that person right. who has more than them. I've kind of played, you know, in the playground by myself and that's allowed me to not worry about what other people are doing and just to worry about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I think that's I enabled me to be way more innovative and creative than I ever would have been had I been too focused on what other people were doing. Um, I've also been a you know very passionate entrepreneur who has written my own narrative. Um, hmm. I always, you know, one of the sayings I tell my staff and it's something that I live by is be successful by your own definition, not someone else's. So don't be successful based on your parents' definition or your friend's definition or by because Bill Gates is successful, so should you be exactly the same way he is. And when you don't measure up to that, you're a failure. Well, you're not. Be successful by your own definition. Have your own benchmarks and have your own goals that have nothing to do with anyone else. Um, I think that's really important. Um, always learn. Um, have a mentor. Be open to feedback. And be brave enough to take risks, innovate, and, you know, invest in things like technology to become better at what you're doing. And I think that's things that I've always made sure that I do. And it really has um, been really good for my career and helped me reach heights that I never dreamed of. Hmm. And I sit here today and I literally had no dreams of being successful or being you know what would be deemed as successful by everyone else's definition I really just wanted to do a really good job I wanted to be a great hmm. marketer and that's what was most important to me and I think that's been really helpful to be focused on that rather than what somebody else's definition of success is I do agree with you and my last question 
is my mountain question. <laughs> and as I told you before, and as my listeners know, I've been always imagining this marketing thing that I've been doing 32 years as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step, and first building the awareness, and then the trust, and then building the brand in the mind of the consumers. And once we get the pick, there is a new mountain to climb. And suddenly, I was affected with Mark Sheffer's book, but known, but suddenly I decided to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> well, I haven't climbed any significant mountains, and I look at people that do, and I think they're amazing. Um, but I would have got bored in the first couple of hours. Um, I certainly do I go up mountains to ski, so it's always on a lift, so that doesn't really count either. But I suppose I have a business mountain that I'm looking to conquer. Um, you know, I never thought it was possible and it was never my dream and when it became closer to a reality, it made me think differently and, and that is um, quite an interesting goal um, and it's to have a, a business with a $1 billion market cap. And, oh. you know, it's really something that I'd never thought about before because it wasn't in my realm. But with this technology company, all of a sudden things have changed. Um, just to put it in perspective, you know, climbing that mountain for us to get a billion dollar market cap is literally only 100 <gasps> strategies a day. Wow. So to be... Wow. It's such a brave, but also a very, um, very exciting mountain because it means that you really believe you can get there. And wow, it sounds terrific. Yeah, you've just got to be able to break. When you're climbing a mountain, you've got to break it down into small bits. And being able to break it down to 100 strategies a day, if we could do that every single day, wow. that's all we need, um, really helps us get to that top. And really, it's not about the money figure. It's just about, you know, what is a goal that you could potentially have? And we came up with it together as a team um, and we're really focused on it um, in a good way. Um, it, you know, if we don't reach it, then it's not going to be the end of the world, but it's certainly something to look forward to. Wow. I love that. Melissa, before we will say goodbye, I want to ask you what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch or to ask you something or to just get any connection with you? Um, well, there's a couple of ways. I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> so Marketing IAUS um, is a really good place to connect with me. If you want me to personally respond to you, that's definitely the place. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn and definitely come and watch my LinkedIn live um, videos. I mm. think um, they'll be very interesting. And the last place, um, which is the easiest place to find me, is on marketingeye.com. Mm. That's great. And we'll have, like always, all these links in the show notes of this interview and of this uh, episode. Melissa, I would like to thank you so much. It seems incredible what you've done because I think this journey from being an agency manager and a good marketer to be an entrepreneur aiming to reach a $1 billion market cap company, it's incredible. It's very impressive. 
Thank you. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.